Welcome to the show. We're currently on our winter break, so please enjoy the following selected rerun episode. Media and Monuments will be back with all new content in the spring. Quiet on the set! And action! Welcome to Media and Monuments Podcast, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Media and Monuments is conversations featuring industry pros speaking on a wide range of topics of interest to media makers. It's that most wonderful time of year, tis the season for our holiday special. Welcome to the Media and Monuments episode that wraps up our second season as all three hosts chat about Christmas movies and beyond. I'm Candace Block, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Sandra Abrams and Tara Jabari. We're going to dive into the mega-saturated genre of holiday and Christmas movies, share our own insights and experiences, and comb through the results of our own holiday survey. But first, let's make sure you listeners can tell us each apart with some introductions, and let's kick things off by sharing the most recent holiday film we've watched. So I'll start and then hand it off to Sandra and then Tara. So I've seen a couple of the recent new ones, like A Christmas Story, Christmas, and Spirited, although the most recent is last night I watched a sweet little animated one called Klaus. So uh, Sandra, what about you? I've seen several Christmas movies recently. One in particular was on the Oprah Network over the weekend. It was called A Stray Christmas. It's about a great-looking guy who goes from Chicago to a small town. And while he's there at the small town, a stray dog starts following him around. Because the stray dog is following him around, the man meets a veterinarian And at the end of the movie, the veterinarian and the guy fall in love with the stray dog next to them. (laughs) A real twist ending, it sounds like. All right, Tara, what about you? I have started several Christmas movies, and I haven't finished any of them because I realized I can't stand them. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) I tried A Christmas Story, A Christmas Story Story, whatever that stupid sequel is called, which is actually better than the original. Yeah. Ralphie is back. And this time he's a father. So that's why. Mm -hmm. How could you not be into that? Sure. (laughs) Today, I tried to watch National Lampoon's Christmas. Lasted 15 minutes. I don't like it. I don't like it, guys. So if anyone here listened to our Halloween special, you will recall that in that one, Tara was a major horror Halloween fan and Sandra wasn't so much. So this time the tables have turned and Sandra loves holiday movies. And Tara, as you can tell, it is not her cup of tea. (laughs) But uh, nevertheless, we are all three devoted hosts. So we're going to power through because this is one major, major insane beast bohemoth of a genre that is undeniable. So uh, we, we have to talk about it and tis the season to talk about it. So let's just kick things off with a pretty obvious question. What do you think makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? There's certain things that make a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. First of all, it's about nostalgia and it's about tradition. Whether you are following the tradition of making grandma's recipe to make dumplings or whether or not you're making grandma's recipe to make apple pie. There's a number of things that everybody comes together at family time 
everybody is nostalgic and the young kids are learning the traditions of what's been passed down generation after generation. In many cases, it does take place because of snow. I'm a big fan of having snow at Christmas time, but I do know that there are other people who are perfectly happy putting up blow up Santa Claus in their front yard and Santa is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops. <laughs> right. There are other parts of the globe in which it is not the winter for Christmas. So for you, it's tradition, it sounds like. I know that when you look at these movie guides and things, a lot of the definitions are kind of like more anchored in it needs to be falling around Christmas itself um, or between Christmas and New Year's. Generally speaking, some, you know, Christmas trees or indications of the holiday being there is a major component. And then, yes, generally there's a consensus that it has to have some type of tie-in to the spirit of Christmas in that it's about, you know, like, loving coming together traditions various things but there's such a wide range and as we talk about all the different movies to come you'll see there's so many that it's it's interesting to see what threads run throughout and everyone has their own opinion there are some hotly contested things as well we will delve into that more when we get into the results of our survey we know that Tara's not going to have a favorite Christmas movie, so <laughs> we'll find out what Sandra and I like as we move forward. But one thing that I thought was an interesting fact is while there's so many Christmas films, the one story that has been adapted the most in history for almost any story, I believe, is A Christmas Carol. So the 1843 Dickens story has countless films and shows and adaptations about it, the most recent being Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Do you guys each have a favorite adaptation of the Dickens classic? I did see the movie that is talks about Dan Stevens plays Dickens and what inspired him to write A Christmas Carol. That was kind of cool. Okay, so you got kind of adjacent to a Christmas movie. I mean, I've seen a couple of them. Sandra, do you have a favorite one? Well, first of all, Dan Stevens was in Downton Abbey. So anything that Dan Stevens does <laughs> is I'm a fan of. And speaking of films, apparently the earliest version of Scrooge or Marley's Ghost was in 1901, a silent film that's in the British Film Institute archives. <laughs> and also I wanted to point out that even big stars get into this, and people may not realize, in 1949 version of A Christmas Carol, that was narrated by Vincent Price, mm. who yeah. I, I, Tara should be impressed with that, considering, you know, she yeah. loves anything gory and Halloween. You know what, guys? You're no yourself admitted uh, <laughs> horror fan. So. Yeah, I don't like it gory, but you know, Vinny did a good job. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's... There are uh, lots of different versions. And as Sandra was pointing out, Christmas movies seem to be something where all types have been a part of them. I know even some of the ones, and we'll, we'll delve into that whole world of like Hallmark and Lifetime stuff in a little bit, but I've seen big names doing those films as well. And then there's countless Christmas specials. So that's a whole other category, which I don't even think we have time to talk about because we're going to get into some staples of this and, and dive into the survey in a minute here so that the episode isn't way too long because we definitely could go on with more. Right. But, no, um, there yeah. was the Dolly Parton special that was just recently on. So, of mm -hmm. course, how could you not watch Dolly? Yeah, there's constant, constant specials. There's even a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that just came out. There's Star Wars specials. You know, all, I haven't seen any of these, and I didn't even know that they existed. 
Ah, maybe maybe that's something you should look into because they're usually more of a bite-sized thing and they relate yeah. to whatever other franchise or story they're or, okay. or person they're related to. Yeah, and they're little they're little like holiday snacks. Okay. So we're going to get into so much Christmas specific stuff. Before we do, I want to make sure we do pay a little homage to to the holiday season being not only Christmas. So there are plenty of movies that are not Christmas ones, but are considered holiday ones for, or let's just go with like December holidays. Cause there are arguably Thanksgiving, uh, movies as well. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that a little bit, but yeah. So what are some of the highlights of the most well-known, not Christmas holiday movies? Not Christmas holiday movies. Well, are you talking about Die Hard? <laughs> oh, to me, that's a Christmas movie and to a lot of people. But yeah, no, uh, ones that are based on like Hanukkah. Oh, okay. All right. Or, <laughs> or other, other Hanukkah, religious that, holidays. That, that's that Hanukkah. That's a holiday movie. You know, it's right, not exactly. necessarily a Christmas movie. Holiday, but Hanukkah, not Christmas. Yeah. One of the most well-known Hanukkah movies was uh, from 2002, the animated Hanukkah film, Eight Crazy Nights. And that's done by Adam Sandler. Now, I, of course, went to the movies and saw that. And when that came out, apparently it bombed at the box office. But now it has a cult following. So uh, that movie has become a tradition for many people to watch. What did you think of it? Did you like it? I loved it, of course. <laughs> I I admittedly have not seen that yet, but I'm surprised because I, I also cel- I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. So I should see more of the Hanukkah ones. And when you see all of the holiday movies coming out and they make all these lists and all the TV mm-hmm. shows and channels have the, you know, millions of days of Christmas movies and everything, they do now throw Hanukkah movies in there and some other holidays as well. So at least they're right. starting to be a little more inclusive and it's not only Christmas. Right. Oh, no. So that was uh, in 2020, uh, Hallmark put out a Hanukkah movie called Love, Lights and Hanukkah. And that film was acknowledged by several reports, including Insider, as Hallmark's first genuine Hanukkah film in 2020. So oh, it took all the way till 2020 for that to happen. Mary Lou Henner was uh, in that movie. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so uh, some good Hanukkah ones to check out for, for everyone. Sandra, when does Hanukkah start this year? It starts on the 19th. We're going to start going over this survey. So we sent out a survey, a bunch of people responded, and we're going to uh, break down a little bit of what you all said. We asked all of you what your favorite holiday theme or style was, you know, things like vacation mishap or family reunion, like coming back home or rom-coms. The winner was far and away holiday rom-coms with just over 31% of responses. Second place went to family reunions with 28%. And then Santa Claus-based ones was third place with almost 19%. So breaking down those categories a bit with rom-coms, we took some choice ones in each of those. Love actually blew the others away by getting about 53%. So that was the number one for rom-coms. Santa-themed ones, Miracle on 31st Street got over 40%. That was number one, which I haven't seen. I feel like I should have seen it. And it's my like go-to when people are like, what movie have you never seen that you should have? Right. And that is the one with Natalie Wood. When mm-hmm. she was a young girl. That's mm-hmm. the classic one. It is a classic. I will put it on my watch list for this year to get some classics done. Miracle on 34th was uh, 40% and Elf was a close second with almost so 38 Will Farrell is hysterical. What's your favorite color? And James Caan is amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's becoming Hilarious. its own classic. So we did have a category asking about um, classic films as well. And that was kind of like... 
ones that are at least 25 years old and kind of unequivocally, undeniably a Christmas one. Because there are holiday films that, you know, some people are like, is it? Is it not? Um, these ones are 100%. And so of those classic ones, It's a Wonderful Life took first place. Big shocker there, but that was almost 44% of respondents. And then A Christmas Story was second place with 25%. Of the favorite animated holiday films, A Charlie Brown Christmas was the clear winner with over 34%. And tied for second place was Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas and The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of animations, there was also the Mr. Magoo, if anybody remembers that cartoon. I remember Mr. Magoo, yeah. Right. And then, of course, another animated version that was just on recently was The Polar Express with Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks starring as the train conductor. And that is just adorable. And that one gets all the um, controversy about the uncanny valley. Some people can't watch Polar Express because it creeps them out. (laughs) They they looked odd. Yeah, it was like the first kind of animation using that Mm -hmm. kind of computer thing but yeah so you'll still see people they're like i I can't watch it i can't watch it it weirds me out Mm -hmm. (laughs) um do you guys have favorite animated ones or we did animated slash like not human or like right you know that's why we put the muppets in there because it was kind of like an other category i honestly feel like i have blocked all of this but I do remember Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Mm -hmm. animated one and the Jim Carrey one. And the animated one does come up in my mind a lot, but it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a favorite. Is there like a moment that stands out? His his creepy smile that I'm pretty sure they were thinking of Jack Nicholson when they did that. Oh, yeah. The one, the smile with like the the millions and millions of teeth and it goes wrapped all the way up. And then his hair kind of twirls or something. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's a meme going around right now, which is, I think, very true, where it says, the Grinch didn't hate Christmas, he hated people. Yes, <laughs> so I I've seen point. that, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, so here we go. We're, we're going we're gonna to dip into the, the one that makes most people think of Christmas, usually, or the one that mm-hmm. grieves the loudest about Christmas. Um, Hallmark films, which also includes Lifetime. Hallmark and Lifetime are just the two big ones that, that do all these things. We asked people if they loved those or not, and only 22% of people said they eat those up. Uh, and then everyone else was like, nah. So I think we're in good company here. I don't know about you guys, but I am not no. a fan of those. No. Nope. Tara clearly is. Nope. What about you, Sandra? Yes, I'm a fan of the Hallmark, the Lifetime, the Up TV, the Oprah Network, any holiday <laughs> movie that has, falls into those genres. Yes. And as a matter okay. of fact, they have become very popular over the years. Um, I read a Forbes article that was from 2021. So in 2009, Hallmark made nine Christmas movies. In 2022, they alone, not looking at Lifetime or Up TV, 40 Hallmark Christmas movies and one Hanukkah movie was made. And to show you how popular these Christmas movies are, So Netflix, they have aired nearly four dozen Christmas movies in the past three years. And apparently last year, they did their first gay rom-com, Single All the Way. And that was considered the first gay holiday film. Can I just talk about the holiday rom-com ones, though? I also wanted to add my favorite there is The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law and Kate Winslet. That's an awesome one. There's the Queen Latifah one, Last Holiday with LL Cool J, because you had also mentioned Loved Actually. I have a really fun fact 
about Love Actually. I know where the famous boards that Andrew Lincoln uses to to confess his love to Kira Knightley. They are located in a house in Georgetown. Um, friends of mine bought it at an auction, and it now decorates their dining room. Wow! So that was kind of that's a cool little tidbit. That another fun, uh, fun Georgetown fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And so that's one where um, it's a really classic Christmas film and rom-com. And they just had a reunion special about Love Actually, which is kind of nice talking about how uh, it has become one of the classics. You know, That one I can stomach. And I've met some British people and they don't understand why it's so funny when the guy says, I'm going to Wisconsin. Americans find it funny, but the British don't really get it. So it's kind of cute. So, yeah. So... We kind of know how we stand on the Hallmark ones. Sandra loves them. I'm not a fan, but I know what they are. And so occasionally, if I feel like checking out one, because maybe like, I don't know, the lead is particularly hot or something, I might watch it knowing that it's going to be corny and ridiculous and predictable and not necessarily the highest production value. But that's that's what they're for. And some people love them that they're predictable. Corny you know, and you know what you're getting. And, yeah. yeah. It's like romance novels or something. I don't know. So now switching to less fluffy, we're going to get to some of those potentially controversial questions. We asked a couple of movies if if they're Christmas movies or not on the survey. And the first one was, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Which is a everlasting debate. I personally think, yes, that it is. And so do almost 60% of our survey takers. So our survey leans towards, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But there is 40% that said no. And I understand people's arguments against it. But Sandra, please go ahead and explain why you think it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, you don't think it's a Christmas movie? Carry on. We'll find out. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's not a question of I think. I know it is not a Christmas <laughs> movie. But isn't he in the building because of his wife's holiday Yeah, he party? comes back for a Christmas party. He, he and there his he wife are, are not having the best uh, time. Right. They, he comes there for the holiday party. There's Christmas music and themes throughout. You see lots of Christmas trees. But even if someone, you know, the when a brother gets murdered, you know, there's ho, ho, ho with a Santa hat. I would say it's a Christmas movie because they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for a mm-hmm. holiday party. And by the end, there's some coming back together. There's um, some, all right, don't some ruin thinking, it. some reconciliation. I know I'm not going to ruin it all, but there's there's the whole uh, the cop storyline, too. Like There's a lot of oh, yeah. uh, warm fuzzies. The there's, there's, there's holiday stuff. I, to me, it's a Christmas movie. There's even diehard Christmas books and all kinds of things. It's one of the long-time debates. I, I should have rewatched. I'm going to rewatch that. Yeah, movie. so maybe, maybe Tara, watch that and decide if it's a Christmas movie or not. No, but, I already think it is. Okay. See, and I and I do as well. So look at that. We are very close. This panel is very close to the survey. All right. In First that, of all, yeah. and let me just tell you something. Okay. The movie was released in July. All right. Okay. That doesn't That's matter. That's the moneymaker. These movies are normally re- released at Christmas time. Eh, it's a little too violent to be a Christmas movie. The other thing is, in L.A., there is no snow. There at Christmas time. So, was there how snow? could you have a Christmas movie with no snow? 100% no Christmas snow movies do in not LA snow. at Christmas time. There's no snow in LA at any time. 
You do not need there is, no to because, be a Christmas movie. Because there's already some Christmas movies that like take place outside, like in tropical areas. Yeah. There. So for sure. I mean, a hundred percent. I will fight this one harder than is Die Hard a Christmas movie, but you do not need snow to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Because that is just, that's like a regional thing. That's I, closing off, you know, a whole more than half of the globe. I mean, and we don't always get snow for Christmas. That doesn't mean it's not Christmas. That's I, and one more yeah. fact. One more mm-hmm. fact here, Candace and Tara. <laughs> In 2018, Bruce Willis said at a Comedy Central event, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Well, he might think that, but the the masses have spoken otherwise. The masses have spoken. Tell me what the screenwriter thinks, and then we'll go from there. I mean, it's one of those ones that just like A Christmas Story and It's a Wonderful Life, it plays on the networks around this time over and over because that's what the people want. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I I can see the argument why, especially because it's, oh, it's so violent and all sorts of stuff. But I would say because the whole central point is that they're there because of a holiday movie, bam, makes it a holiday movie. But I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it also works for any time period because there's other mm-hmm. aspects. Yeah, it, it's a multi-genre of film, I think. And and so it's one of those ones, because it's a lot of different things, I think if you want it to be a Christmas movie, happily take it. If you don't want it to be, happily don't exactly. watch it. But there are- I think this is a... Most people are going to have to peacefully agree to disagree. I am team Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Sandra is not. Tara is most of our survey takers, our team, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But another one that we asked about, about does it make the cut as being a Christmas movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. So that one we also talked about in the Halloween special. And 72% of the people that took our survey say that, yes, it does qualify and it is a Christmas movie. Now, I would like to say that I tend to agree with a good friend of mine who says it's actually the perfect Thanksgiving movie because it's a little bit Halloween and a little bit Christmas. What do you guys think? Do you think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie? I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I remember I was too scared to see it as a kid. Have you not seen it again as an adult? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, you both now have homework. You should watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's really cute. It's cute. I think it's, if you want to, again, like Die Hard, if you want it to be a Christmas movie, go for it. I'm not going to trample on anyone's joy. Watch whatever you want. Because ultimately, people's go-to holiday films are what they build a tradition and memory around. So if you watch the same thing over and over every Christmas time, that's a Christmas movie to you. If you watch Home Alone every year, Mm -hmm. then that is a Christmas movie. We had someone uh, point out that maybe like Little Women or When Harry Met Sally or all these different things could be Christmas movies. Harry Potter, a lot of people watch around Christmas time. It it's what you make it, I think. But that might be that might be controversial. I don't know. <laughs> I avoid it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we asked people what their go to holiday film was, and this was a great opportunity to hear some of those ones that aren't the obvious and the classics and and kind of rolling on this theme. There were these interesting write-ins, with, but a lot of obvious ones were like, It's a Wonderful Life. That was a classic go-to. Um, the the Disney short, Prep and Landing, was was listed. White Christmas got a few mentions. The Holiday, as Sandra also pointed out. Die Hard had a lot of write-ins. Um, Christmas Vacation, the, the Lampoon one. Uh, Home Alone, Bad Santa. There's yeah. all these other ones. And then, I remember. Tara, are you going to be watching um, Violent Night? 
Is that the one with the... That's the one coming out now with... um. I always forget his name. Stranger Things guy? Yeah. Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hopper. Yeah. Hopper. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, that one is my cup of tea. And I mm-hmm. remember Bad Santa came out and I was, I should not have seen it, but my dad was like, oh, let's go see it. And he's like, oh, dear. And I was like, Lorelai. And <laughs> would watch it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because she she says some things. Uh, now, Santa. now, Sandra, it, does that mean that Bad Santa and Violent Night, you would not consider Christmas movies, even though they are literally about Santa Clauses? Is it because they're too violent? Where does that fall for you? I have watched Bad Santa, and it's kind of funny and cute, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily that violent. I would not watch Violent Night just for the title alone, and that's the (laughs) thing about these Christmas movies, that you do get all these titles where you know exactly what it's about. For example, there was the Royal Corgi Christmas, you know, and you know that somebody, it involves royalty and involves corgis and uh, it it involves Christmas time. So you know exactly what you're getting with some of these titles. That right there is, is, it almost sounds fake. Uh, how perfectly that lines up with the Hallmark or Lifetime. So, oh, this is a question I have legitimately. On the Lifetime and uh, Hallmark movies, because they make new ones every year, do you rewatch some of the old ones or is mm-hmm. it sort of a disposable one and done because there's a new batch the next year? For myself, I continue to watch them over and over and I see them again. And that is also true of films such as uh, The Last Holiday or the one with, um, you know, Kate Winslet, The Holiday. There's also with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, The Four Christmases, where they have those, where they go to, you know, try and figure out how to go to four different families. I've seen that numerous times. So, yes, I watch them again. But again, they're feel good. They're fun. And you always know there's some type of happy ending. And I think in this day and age, we especially need something like that. That's true. Happy endings are nice. It's what makes uh, rom-coms in general uh, enjoyable. I don't think it would like classify as a Christmas movie if it didn't have a happy ending. And Die Hard has a happy ending, so I think it qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives My you the warm fuzzies. But no. um, yeah, so are there any um, ones that you don't see often on these lists that you would recommend or ones that you think aren't getting enough play as Christmas movies? One thing we haven't mentioned anything with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, There's a whole series of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer films. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And we haven't talked about any of those yet. And those can went anywhere from kids to adults enjoy that type of movie. Yeah, because there's a lot of nostalgia in those as well since they came out a while back. So a lot of the adults now watch them as kids. I personally think the Charlie Brown Christmas album, the music of that to me is such a tradition for Christmas time for me in my life. So I don't watch the movie every year, but I listen to the album every year. Um, Are there other, can you guys think of other ones that have some other tie in like the music or something about it that makes it kind of live on? Yes, actually there is a film, it's called Jingle Jangle. And that has Felicia Rashad is starring as the grandmother in there. When I watched that film, what I recognized, John Legend does the music for that uh, film. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, nice. So anytime there's John Legend music, of course, I really want to listen and watch again. (laughs) 
music is so important. And we did touch on the fact earlier with with Spirited, which I, I really liked. I thought it was cute and a nice modern twist on stuff and enjoyable. And it's a very self-aware musical. Musicals kind of go go a lot into Christmas films. I, I don't really know why, but uh, it's it's something that you see a lot. There's always like a, a song or a song and dance number. Or not always, but many of them. I do like, um, even though it's a controversial song now, um, but the song in Elf that Zoe Deschanel sings in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, I really can't say, baby, it's cold. What yeah, baby, it's cold, baby, it's cold outside. outside. Yeah. Um, and I always liked her voice in it. And in the credits, they have a different male voice singing, and it mm. complements her. Not to say Will Ferrell doesn't have a nice singing voice, but I liked that one. So I would listen to that one on repeat. Um, but yeah, it is very questionable lyrics, if you think about it. <laughs> They've done a lot of uh, recent redos. Yeah. There's a lot of updated versions. <laughs> so Tara, if you're not really big on holiday movies, mm-hmm. are you okay with like Christmas music? Because that's also... No, I hate it. I really can't stand okay. it. I hate it. So you are one of those people where you just, as soon as it starts right after Thanksgiving, you just hold your breath and hunker down until New Year's when hopefully it lessens up. Yeah, I I think because they start so quick, like honestly, November 1st. And I remember one year it started in September on the radio. Because even like Bing Crosby or um Frank Sinatra or Nat mm-hmm. King Cole, these beautiful voices, those I could handle but when you hear them since september i've lost my patience with it completely yeah i I think they start way too early yeah uh most people agree as we said from the survey results that yeah i mean why can't you let november be i know i've seen these little comics of a turkey you know pointing at santa yeah. and just being like you wait your turn you know it's, it's like just because halloween's done doesn't mean it's time for christmas already Jeez, you take over an entire month and it's um, it's at starbucks it's at the mall it's at all sorts of like always in the background it's almost as no i would say it's more annoying than elevator music I just because you recognize it and it's just already that's the dread I get. Mm-hmm. So and they, then you start seeing the decorations out. Yeah. I think everyone would would do well to to realize that maybe if you do it less often it becomes more special, you know? That, I think that's what's missing is that kind of if you kept hearing like it's a cruel 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 summer, you know, if you heard that now you'd be like what is happening right now? And if you hear it for the next six months, it's going to drive you crazy. So that's all these like summary songs are saved till like maybe April, May, June, July, and then it's done. You can't do that with Christmas like or holiday music. It just now it just it's like traumatic because they started so soon. It's not fair to the music because they have I used to like it, but hearing it so often, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, it's oversaturated. There's clearly this this beast of this genre of Christmas time takes over TV, movies. It's all this craziness. And I think we here at Media Monuments agree. 
pump the brakes on how soon you start that, guys. Yeah. Jeez, let's let it be December at least. You know, December first. Yeah. Get or I know some people like right after Thanksgiving. I know some people have traditions of you know the day after Thanksgiving they put up their tree and things like that. Maybe I would allow that, but personally, I I like to wait until at least December. Like, radio stations don't need to start so soon. Don't have it all the time mm-hmm. for months on it. A couple of weeks, maybe sprinkle one or two. Otherwise, you don't get a Scrooge like me. You know, like, <laughs> oh, admitted, said, admitted, she admits it. Um, well, before we do some of our shout outs, did any of you have a particular recommendation of like your favorite or your go to Christmas movie? I realized I have none. <laughs> Sandra, what about you? Um, Charlie Brown is a classic. I'd stick with that. And, and I think there's one there's Snoopy and he has a Christmas special as well. So <laughs> I recommend nice. it. And uh, I guess my recommendation is whatever brings you joy, because it is clearly debatable on what makes it a holiday movie. And if it's something that you like watching around this time and it makes you feel the holiday spirit, go for it. Um, all right. So just a couple of shout outs because we also put on our survey shout outs and we got a lot of uh, responses this time. Thank you all so much for filling out the survey. So we don't have time for every shout out, but I just wanted to do uh, a bunch of that. Robin Noonan Price of Robin's Nest Media Productions is launching a new website in January. So keep an eye out for that. Connie St. John from No Weapon Productions is writing a holiday film right now, and that should be on the big screen for Christmas 2024, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Robin C. Farrell has a podcast called Coffee and Contemplation, which is all about Stranger Things. Zoop Studios, which you can find on YouTube, has a recent episode out now all about the debate over whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That debate has become its own Christmas movie. It's like a Christmas tradition. (laughs) Um, Larisha says she considers Little Women a Christmas movie, which, yeah, I mean, it it might fit as well. Um, Mariana, who grew up in Venezuela, says that the 1985 film Santa Claus the Movie was a must-watch holiday film for her growing up, but it's not very popular here in the States. So that is another question. What are the popular Christmas movies all around the world? Because Christmas is a global phenomenon. Um, Jane Barbara of Testadora Media has two holiday short films and there's interest to make one into a feature length. And finally, Michael Allen Lake asks us hosts if we have a least favorite Christmas movie. Pretty much all of them. (laughs) Tara says all of them. One thing that's absolutely lovely about art in general and films, it is subjective. Everyone can take what they like and not watch what they don't like. Um, hopefully you all listening have the movies that you love and watch time and time again and have your little traditions for the holidays and you can watch those. To wrap it up here, I'd just like to say that this episode marks the end of our season two new content, but we will return with all new episodes for season three early next year. In the meantime, we'll be sharing reruns of some of our favorite episodes so you won't have to miss out on all the fascinating interviews and media production insights during the break. And we here at Media and Monuments want to wish all of you a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. So happy holidays, everyone. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. And Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Media and Monuments, a service of women in film and video in Washington, D.C. 
Please remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at WIF as in Frank, V as in Victor, dot org. That's a wrap.